Hello and welcome to the Spill Sesh episode 18. It is your host, Sejal. And today I have a very special guest. Her name is Ray. You may know her as Ray Matrix on Instagram. She's an empowerment coach and she's super inspiring. And today's episode is all about passion versus practicality. So I really hope you enjoy this one. Hi, Ray. Welcome to the Spill Sesh with Sage. I'm so happy to have you on. I am excited too. Ever since you launched your podcast, super excited. You are the one that inspired me to start. <laughs> I, my first podcast experience was with you and when, I, when it was still called Fridays with Ray and uh, she interviewed me for my COVID experience. I just come out of the hospital and you were the only person genuinely like everyone was asking me and I was like, I know that if I ever do something like public, it has to be someone I trust and I knew like you were the first person that I would do it with. I wouldn't do it with anyone else genuinely because like, you know, this kind of story is like, it is news and like I don't want people to take it the wrong way but I know that it got such great feedback that episode so you really like inspired me and I was like and then I remember when I, when I was like Brie I'm starting my own you're like send me when it's out yeah. you know you were always so supportive so you're doing a great job great. honestly thank and, you and <laughs> my podcast episode I mean the podcast that I did with you uh, on my account mm-hmm. is one of the highest viewed ones so really <laughs> It is. Oh, yeah, I think it's please just go check it out. Generally, your ability to just tell good stories and 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 have mm-hmm. good conversations, and which is why you're doing your own podcast. Yes, and so are you. Yes. <laughs> so how we know each other is we know each other from MC Club in NTU, and we met two years ago. I think two three years, years ago. ago. Yeah, two years ago, three, two to three years ago, and I remember we immediately hit it off. Like during the photo shoot, we were like just hanging out. <laughs> And I, I was like, oh my god, I can be friends with this girl. And then, I don't know, you've always kind of just seemed like this mentor to me. Like, you, uh, we had lunch the other time last year when you were still in school. You've graduated with Kimi now. And I remember we had such a great conversation about, like, careers. And there's no one else I can talk to about this kind of stuff. Yeah. I also have a chill time. I, I think know? that the reason why we clicked is because we're both people that are still growing. Right, and no yes. means are we like perfect yet, yeah. and, and of course, when you are perfect, that's when you are like reaching Buddha level. So that would happen, but <laughs> we're both growing, and we both have aspirations, and we're both like just strong women in our own right, and it's just yes. not very. I mean, personally, it's that's very rare to meet people at your age, at our age, that have huge mm-hmm. dreams and aspirations and do things like podcasting, mm-hmm. uh, and want to like strive for new opportunities. I remember you wanted to find internships, etc., etc. Even while yep. you were in the hospital, <laughs> you were like trying to find internships. <laughs> so it's rare, yeah. it's really rare to meet people like you. And I think that um, you know, later I know we're gonna talk about like passion and and, and ambitions. The first tip is really to find your tribe and find people who um, give you positive vibes and who keep you accountable mm-hmm. to your goals and, and your dreams. So I'm glad that Pleasure. I have you. Every single time I see your Aww. podcast episode come out, it will remind me to be accountable to my own podcast, honestly. so <laughs> Thrive with Ray. How come you changed the name? Um, I love I, I mean, I, I love Thrive with Ray, but Friday to Ray was just so cute. Had a cute little I know. It. Um, it was a little bit of a rebrand. Actually, I did it very like slowly like nobody really knows mm-hmm. about this change because I'm going to be posting a new episode next week where I've interviewed Ooh, okay. yeah when I, when I interviewed a, a, a live coach from the Philippines you know um, sneak nice. peek for okay. you viewers I mean your lovely viewers I'll tell you the <laughs> title it's how to break free from fear doubt and shame oh my god I love yeah. that I'm going to listen to it <laughs> I will need that so much good stuff I was so inspired so it's, it's that little rebranding because previously when I started um, Fridays with Ray I initially thought that I would want to just interview um, quote unquote ordinary people with extraordinary stories mm-hmm. um, essentially because I believe that every one of us have a story to tell and every one of us can inspire people you don't need to be famous and have like 10,000 followers to be able to do that uh, and so I started with Fridays with Ray to make it more chill and more like um, like a lunch date kind of thing but in recent times I realized that if I want to really grow the podcast I also want to start interviewing experts for my own growth as well and to really just maximize the value that I give my viewers uh, and nowadays, you know, when I'm ever in doubt or, or, you know, I question myself, the word thrive just always comes to mind because many at times yeah. people go like, uh, how do I survive life? How do I survive uni? But we're all placed on the world, not just to survive, but to thrive, mm-hmm. thrive, right? That means to really just flourish and do our best. So when I 
wrote it and I thought about Thrive with Ray. I just want to shout out to, you know, all the people listening that you can thrive in your own right. And life is hard, but you can do it. So the podcast will be a little bit more refined that I will still be interviewing people who are, you know, just like you and I, but I'll also be, wanna, I'll also be interviewing people who are like experts and therapists and specialists, etc. So that's the mini rebrand. I think that's great. Because even like, you know how you say ordinary people, extraordinary stories. I think that's so like literally on point for like what you and I started off doing. But it's also great. I mean, there's only so much advice that we can give. It's good to have a professional come in. So I think that'll be really, I'm very excited for the episode. I think that'll be a really, really good episode. So stay tuned. I'm ready to listen to it. (laughs) And other than that, you're also a host, fellow MC. And you're an empowerment coach now. Yes. (laughs) So how did that I know you always used to do like, um, I don't know what the title would be, but you used to go to a lot of networking events. You used to host a lot, not just host, but you used to present at a lot of events as well. So take me through your journey. How did you start with that? And now mm. you're an empowerment coach. Okay, so I have been hosting for like seven years. That's really long. Um, I started when I was like 16. I was a little baby. Yeah, I did um, hosting at grassroots events uh, for like family carnivals, birthday reward ceremonies, basically a lot of those free events. And that's how I built my confidence. And slowly across the years, I realized that my interest, my strength is in connection, right? It's in connecting with people. Uh, and that is in me also introspecting, like what do I enjoy the most? What do I naturally feel inclined towards, energized when I'm doing? And that is hosting, uh, live streaming, podcasting, talking to you, talking to people, talking to new people over coffee. That is something that interests me so much. So I kind of know like, okay, that is my area of interest. So when I talk about empowerment, Alright, um, at first I, I told my, I, I sort of like said I'm a communications coach, but I use the word empowerment because I think that what I want to do is more than that. Not just teaching people how to communicate because communication is just a skill. But when you're empowered, it means being confident in what you do and who you are. Okay, not just speaking. So I coach people in the area of um, communication, speaking and branding. But there's always like, <clears throat> sorry, there's always like a caveat to it. Meaning when people are maybe not as confident to network or not as confident to present and do public speaking, it, many at times it may not be the actual skill of speaking, but it's the past negative experience that they have had while interacting with people. So that's why I talk about you know helping people feel empowered, right? So I teach them how to strengthen their inner voice get rid of all the fear and the blocks that are in their mind that prevent them from actually communicating well with people, speaking for their business presentation, branding themselves in their next job interview, and also increase their skill set on how to brand themselves for who they are. So it's both the inner voice and the outer voice. That's why it all encapsulates into empowerment. Feeling empowered means being confident. Yeah, so that's what I do. Nice. So do you take like clients or how does it work? Yeah. Or do you just do it on socials? You take clients as well? Yeah, I take clients as well. So I've helped like mm-hmm. um, financial uh, agents, you know, learn how to network a little bit better uh, and how to convert their personal network into a professional network. Like, you know, how do, I, how do they brand themselves as a coach uh, and also like, you know, I wouldn't say sell, but promote their products to their friends without being pushy so that's one um, or even something as simple as how to help people sound better over voice memo or podcasting uh, and mm-hmm. I've also helped uh, a young lady around our age um, to overcome her fear of public speaking as well uh, and it was due that's to you know really like past fears you know blanking out in front of yeah. the class etc so these are the things that I guide people through uh, and when you talk mm-hmm. about coaching um, it's never about fixing a problem uh, very often, it's just being that guidance and that mirror for that person to show themselves that, to show the person that they have the answers within themselves. But just the guiding force. Yeah, because ultimately, that's what I believe in, right? Like, all of us, we have our own answers inside of us. We know how to deal with certain issues that we have. But sometimes, we have lived with ourselves for so long that we don't see that solution. We don't see how to get out of that rut 
We just need a third person to observe from a third person's perspective and share with us how. Uh, of course, with the person's expertise. And for me, it would be I've done coaching before. I've also been training in schools and training kids for three years now. So all of these experiences accumulate to who I am today. Uh, and also experience in terms of self-introspection. I think the first step is in coaching yourself. Right. If you yeah. want to coach anybody, you have to coach yourself first. You have to teach yourself first <laughs> yes. before you can coach anybody. And trust me, coaching yourself is harder than coaching anybody else. <laughs> Amen, sis. I don't know how you do it, but like, I think the why you are so good at what you do is genuinely because you can people can see that you love what you do. You know, when you put your videos out, you can see like to me, it's like as if I'm talking to a friend. It's not like someone like preaching. So I think that's always been your selling factor the the point that you could really bring across and that's what i wanted to talk about today was literally passion versus practicality so how this topic came about was actually a listener of the podcast Ooh. shout out to you girl thank you for go, girl. It <laughs> yes so she sent me um a question i think after one of the other previous episodes a couple of weeks ago and she said that um, I really like this episode and I want to hear your advice or if you can bring someone on to talk about this. And this is what her story is. So basically, she has been doing engineering for five years and she has no interest, but she's stuck in it. And she's tried shifting to another field, but you know, the money is good in engineering. So why bother changing? So I thought this was a very interesting thing because I'm a very big believer in passion. And no matter where the money will come, you know, for me, it's like, if you don't enjoy, I always, oh my God, I think in every episode for the past five weeks, I've said this, but it's the literal Steve Jobs quote. I probably said it in yours also. The only way to do great work is to love what you do. And if you haven't found it, don't settle. Like I swear by that. But then again, it doesn't work like that for everyone. So what are your, you know, two cents on this passion versus practicality? Um, I think before we address this lovely listener's like, mm-hmm. um, you know, concern and, and what she's going through, like just to go about in the broader perspective of passion versus practicality, uh, can you choose just one? Honestly, the answer is no. I think that you gotta have both. You can't just bank on one. <laughs> um, sure. yeah, if you're gonna build on your passion, but you have no practical sense, you can't survive in this world. You can't make money. Uh, because passion is not going to get you anywhere. You need to have like business sense. You must have the financial literacy. You must have planning. You can't just want to pursue your dreams and not think about the practical side of things. But if you sure, just yeah. are purely practical and you don't communicate with your inner self on what you truly want to do in life, you're going to eventually burn out, right? You can hustle when you're yeah. young, but like 20, 30 years from now, will you still be okay with hustling that same thing if you don't have passion for it? Yeah, like you just, how can you, for me, it's like, how can you do something long-term if you don't enjoy it? But then again, I feel like that's a very privileged thing to say also because, you know, a lot of people, like before we get into her story specifically, but a lot of people don't even get that choice to be, to do something that they're passionate about. They have to just either take Mm -hmm. over their family business or they have to make money and go where the money is and I completely understand that that's such a like uh it's very lucky if you can literally get both the best of both Mm -hmm. worlds but I just I just don't see any other way like I mean there I can't imagine myself doing something I don't like Mm -hmm. but then again the working world is so volatile it's it's literally like you can't just give up every time. Like, oh, I don't like this. I'm going to leave. You know, that's also not right. Mm. I think it's always about finding the silver lining or... I mean, you can't get everything you want. You know mm. what I mean? <laughs> I, I think yeah. that um, this is a very dependent on the specific person. But just to mention, like, you know, just to talk about what you said about, like, how in everything that you do, there will be things that you don't like, uh, which is mm. the difference, actually. I'm kind of like going a little bit on a bigger picture now. The difference between passion Mm -hmm. and purpose is also a whole other topic altogether because uh, I remember saying this during one of my talks, like if you go and Google passion, it literally states, okay, this is a Google definition, that is an uncontrollable feeling or emotion. And if you're going to bank your life on something that's uncontrollable, you're in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, passion comes and goes. Like, when you meet someone new and you like them, you think they're cute, that liking is not going to last forever. But ultimately, the love that stays is the commitment that you have to that person and to the bigger goal. So it's the same as anything else. Like, for me, for example, I love to speak, right? 
But I can tell you there are things that I don't like. All right. I love the experience of speaking on the stage, but honestly, I am not a fan of planning the lesson plans that I have, scripting the videos. Like I mean, scripting videos are okay, but I rather present the script than you know writing it out because writing is not my favorite medium. I'm still trying to learn how to love it. So there are different elements. Oh, anything to do with finances and money. Honestly, as an entrepreneur, <laughs> I know it's important, but I have to learn how to love it. You know, there are all these elements that you don't love. But they're all a bigger part of your general purpose, which for me is to inspire people to live lives that are authentic by their own design.、Uh, and if I cannot manage my finances, if I don't want to do the additional stuff that allows me to ultimately reach that end goal, then I am just not going to be successful in that way. So for sure, yeah. yeah. So I would say is dependent on the age you're at.、Um, if you're young. Don't stress yourself so much about it. Ah,、uh, finding purpose in life is a lifelong journey. Like there are people that you know, every single year their vision changes. Something major could happen. There are people who go through like accidents or like their parents getting cancer and like their vision just completely changes. Their purpose changes. You can't you can't control you know what life gives you. Um.、Mm-hmm. So it is being okay with the uncertainty. But having a central goal that you're using vehicles to continue with. So, for example, I give you an example.、Uh, for me, I like to inspire people. I can do it in a job. I can do it on my own. I can do it every day in just a forty minute conversation with someone. My passion slash purpose becomes a way of life and not something that I do, right? So, for your friend,、mm-hmm. uh, I mean, for your listener,、um, who is stuck in an engineering role. Take away, you know, the whole idea of engineering altogether. I think b- before even choosing, should I stay or should I not stay? Take all those things out of your mind first, and ask yourself from this point on. Like, let's say you're twenty or twenty twenty five, for example. For the last twenty five years of your life, what are the moments that you felt the most energized in something that you do? Is it talking to people? Is it closing a sale? Is it I don't know. I mean, it could be anything. Is it solving a problem? Like you know, there's some people in engineering who loves to solve problems. Is it teaching, right? So, what are the elements? What are the things that you felt the most energized doing? And nobody has to force you to do it. You just feel so energized doing it. Write those things down. Just write those things down. Okay, write those list of things down and ask yourself: Can you find that in your current job? Okay, because I've met um my friend who's an engineer, but she's a sales engineer. So actually, her job is in selling the product, and she loves talking to people. So technically, she's not really doing engineering, and her passion is still um, um, fulfilled in her role. So to that lovely listener, I think, um, you know, it is to do a lot of self introspection. Ask yourself, do some working on your journal, and ask yourself when is the last time you felt very very happy doing something. List those instances down. Ask yourself why do you feel happy doing it, so that you get the root cause of what you actually like to do. Yeah, I think that would be the first step,、uh, because your job, business, all these things are just vehicles. That they're, they're just vehicles to allow you to do your passion. You see, you get、yeah. what I mean, right? Yeah. And I mean honestly, and if the money is good, like yes, you know, as much as yes, the money will come wherever you go, but it money is important, and and the world that we live in. And you don't. I. I mean, as much as I say, like you know, do what you're passionate about. Work in something, an environment that you like. I think also you don't have to necessary. Your career necessary doesn't have to necessarily be your passion. That's what I'm trying to say. Like you can always do a side hustle if the time allows it. Like for example, this podcast is my passion. Right now, I'm a student. So, um, am I really enjoying what I'm learning in school right now? No, not. I mean, it's fun, but like, it's not like I'm in love with what I'm doing every day. But the thing that keeps me going are the things I do on the side, which is this podcast, my YouTube, and my passion doesn't bring me any money. Literally, I mean, except for like maybe hosting thing that would be like something that I'm passionate about that actually can maybe sustain me for like freelancing. But it's not like that. I'm like earning money from this. Like I'm doing it because it makes me happy. So if you can maybe find a balance between something, a job that brings you that financial aspect, and also something on the side that brings you that happiness, then maybe that might work too. If you really can't change field and if you really can't like jump ship, because I think a lot a problem also that I feel a lot of people our age face, especially university graduates, is are a a 
that they think a concern that they have is like oh my gosh i'm spending four years doing this degree but what if i literally hate it then what 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 do they do after that like what would you say to them because i have a lot of friends who say that as well um university yes it is to give you knowledge but more than knowledge is the skill of working with people managing your time um you know it, it's a lot of like self-management I, I would say that the biggest thing i learned in uni is not just the modules that i go through but learning how to manage my time while freelancing um, learning how to talk to my parents on what my passion is learning how to work with different types of people who are introverts extroverts people who may not be the most motivated um so i think it's changing the way that we see education is important because if we just see as, oh, I'm stuck in this thing, what should I do? Four years, I'm going to waste my time for the next two years before I end and graduate. Instead, how will you change your perspective and ask yourself, like, what are the things that I can learn in university that will help me in what I want to do in the future? I yeah. think that's another perspective they want to see because since you're already in that, you don't want to, like, you want to make yourself feel better and, and feel, like, at least not dreading to go to school, right? Um, if the yeah. subject matter is something that you don't enjoy, find other things around it that you think are worth learning. You can take a brand new mod. You know, there are many universities that allow you to take modules that are outside um, your mm. current study. Um, you can work on your people skills and use group projects as a way to work on your people skills instead of just focusing on, oh, I'm studying something that I don't like. That's something that I would yeah. say because, yeah, it's just finding the positive and all the negative you know in that sense yeah and to add on also i feel like at the end of the day your degree is just a piece of paper it is not going to define exactly where you go although i understand like you spend four years for me like for example comms okay i've been doing comms since i was in poly this is that means it's going to be seven years of education in comms can you imagine if one day i just started doing banking i mean i can but i have no knowledge in it i spent seven years doing communications but if, let's say, one day I want to switch field, and that goes to also all, you know, every other uni, uni graduate who has spent four years of their life studying something and then realize I don't want to do this, I think it's fine. And like what Ray said, I think the best way to phrase it is that you can com- take completely what you learn from that degree. And it doesn't have to be the modules. It can be other things that you take away from that degree and apply it to your new field. Like, for example, from communications, if let's say I don't take away my advertising and PR skills, I take away the social skills. I take away the networking skills I've gained from communications, video editing, um, all of these skills I can bring across to another industry. So my biggest thing is always like whatever education you have is never a waste. And I said this in my last episode as well, that you are privileged to even be getting an education. There are people in the like genuine there are people in the world that don't even get educated. Women like us, they don't even have the opportunity. So it's like... We are already very privileged and I feel like we should, like what you say, we should just view school in a very different way. We shouldn't view it so negatively. Like even now, although like I'm doing comms for like how many years, I don't even know. But, and it gets boring, it gets dry, but I just kind of tell myself, okay, then stick something new. So like this mod, this semester, I'm doing film a little bit. I'm doing like creative writing, which I haven't done before. So that's been a nice change for me on, instead of always, always doing advertising and PR. So I guess it's like what is what you said exactly like, it's the, it's the best that you make it, you know, taking dis- interdisciplinary modules, doing something different. I think that will always help you learn some skills. No education will go to waste, mm. for sure. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. So I think there's also two things um, that you mentioned. Number one, gratitude. Uh, I think that is a very first world issue uh, that we can even start having this, you know, that I would say for us to even have the privilege to, to ask ourselves, what do I want to do? It's something mm-hmm. that you sometimes don't see in other countries, right? Some people, they're yes. forced into, you know, having to provide for their family at a young age, etc. You know, for us to even be able to decide what we want to do, honestly, we're so privileged to do that. Um, the second yeah. thing would be finding out how education can work for you and not how you are a slave to your university education in that sense. Don't ever think that you're trapped. Oh, I have to go to school because... But how can your university education mm-hmm. serve you and what you want? Yes. But then it also starts with understanding what you want. And many people don't know that. Mm. So everything actually starts I, with actually, that. Actually, yeah. What do you want? <laughs> it starts with you. It does. But I think also a lot of another problem, I guess, that these are like 
you know what i've heard from my friends exactly that like if you don't how can you know what the university can serve you if you don't know what you want correct right but then there is this other problem that they don't know what they're passionate about mm. whether whether they're our age in our 20s or even teenagers having to decide you know after their o levels do i go to poly do i go to jc but if i go to poly i must know what i want to do at such a young age you have to know with your passion how does one or how do you think one can even start finding their passion if they have nowhere to start so my um what what i can share what helps me right because i think that um everybody goes through something different so i would say that it's really a balance of introspection and action and it even rhymes <laughs> so what i mean by that is that we can spend men- <clears throat> we can spend a lot of time thinking and introspecting what do i like to do what do i like to do what do i like to do but if you don't take action and actually go out there to try new things like internships get yourself to network with people um maybe even work free for someone that could be your mentor or even go and volunteer and do things that you think you may like then you have nothing to introspect on so that's why i say it will be a balance i would say when you're young it's great to do internships Okay, go out there and try something new. Uh, it's great to um, you know, get a part-time job, uh, network with people. But after you do those things, don't forget to go home and introspect daily. What do you like about that thing? What do you not like about that thing? Many people, um, you know, go through many internships because all their friends are doing it, and they can go through like three, four internships, and they still don't know what they want. Very normal, yeah. okay. So what I do when I go back home, you know, and I journal every single day, is I ask myself, okay, let's say if I'm going through an internship, what did I like about what I did today? What is something that energized me naturally? What did I feel the most naturally inclined to? Usually, I will write things like, oh, I really liked it when I managed to connect with this person and this new conversation with this person because I know myself. I know that I'm naturally inclined to connecting with people. And then you can ask yourself the next question: What is something that I dreaded doing? What is something today that I dreaded doing? So maybe it could be something um finance related or something that requires me to like type things into an Excel sheet. I hate Excel sheets. Could be something <laughs> like that. Okay, and maybe when you're in your internship, you have to do some sort of Excel sheet or Word document kind of work, and you don't like it. Okay, write it down. May not be the best at tech technology stuff. I may not like to do deskbound jobs, whatever. Okay. So that is the self introspection that you want to do, right? And then the next thing that I will ask myself is, what is one new thing that I want to learn the next day, right? At your new internship company. So you're always in the space of reflecting what you like and what you don't like, and the next day you're planning how would you like to grow. Yeah, because if let's say you go into an internship with no goals and no growth outcomes, you're gonna gain nothing from it. That that's just the reality. When you go into any new experience, you're gonna ask yourself, "What do I want to gain out of the experience?" You don't just go into an internship or a part-time job for fun, or just to get money. Yeah, so I think it's to be very clear of your outcome objectives, and by the end of the internship, ask yourself, "Okay, you know, how do I feel about this? Uh, do I like to do this? Do I like to do that? What is my next step? What's the next new thing I want to try?" Okay, so that is a nice balance of uh, introspection and action. I think the one thing that you mentioned also that a lot of people are very hesitant to do is work for free. Now, working for free, I I've done it. I'm sure you've done it. And yes, obviously, you know, you don't get paid and um it sucks, but at the same time, when you're starting out in a completely new field or when you're like for example, let's say like my listener who's doing engineering but she wants to try out something new, you don't have that experience to try that something new first. So you have to start at the bottom. You have to start by working for free but always remember not to let people take advantage of you because i've been there too the minute you start working for free it doesn't mean that you will always work for free you must know when to stop as well like you must know that okay i am worth something now i've gotten this experience and now i'm worth something it's not like i can always you know do free jobs for my friends and clients and whatever so i think but but at the same time once you know that you got to start at the bottom whether you're in an internship whether you're working whether you're just even shadowing someone that is a great way to find out whether you're passionate about something my 16 year old sister was shadowing a vet when over during her holidays yeah and she's 16 but she knows that she wants to do something with animals so she's like let me try this out 
and she ended up loving it. So that's probably something she's going to study, but she wouldn't have known that if she didn't try and do it for free. And she's 16. So if my 16-year-old sister can do that, I'm sure we can also work for free for a little bit, you know, and <laughs> find out what we like to do. So I really think that, and I also know that there is this inertia when it comes to like trying something new. I hate trying anything new. I'm a very, like, I stick to what I'm comfortable with. The, I stick to people I'm comfortable with. But at the same time, like, the only way to grow is to really push yourself out there. And like you said, you know, all doing all these internships, I didn't really think about it that way where you really have to analyze your, and, and t- like, what exactly are you taking away? Because I'm going to do my six-month internships. I'm really glad that I had this conversation with you first. Because now when I go into that six-month internship, who knows, maybe my passion might completely change. Maybe I might want to do more business side of things. Like, I don't know. And I think that's something I'll definitely be doing here on now because I do several internships, but what am I really gaining? Just the title for my resume or what else am I gaining? So that's something I think that's a really, really good tip Mm. to come back home and say, what do you like? What do you not like? Yeah. And to add on, it's also just because I just got that idea when you you mentioned that you you don't know if you might change to wanting to do something more related to business. You'll never know. Um, It's important to communicate with yourself and and have an open mind uh, i feel like many at times people go like oh i spent seven years studying communications i hope yeah. that communications <laughs> is the one i hope that it doesn't change and you know maybe you like the business side of things but you tell yourself no 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 no, no. i like communications you know i'm not gonna change yeah. so you yeah. want to have that communication with yourself and be honest with yourself don't have that dissonance in your mind. If your mind says, yeah, yeah, I like this thing, but your child says, I don't like that thing, you're not communicating. Because you've already spent seven <laughs> exactly. years. Exactly. You're mm-hmm. just not communicating with your brain. Um, yeah. And to, you know, go back to what your listener's concern was, you know, is it a waste of time to change because I spent five years in engineering? Ah, um, yes, practicality is one, but this is something that I always share with people. I- I'd rather waste five years of my education in the next like 80 years of my life doing something that I don't like you know yeah and most 100%. of the time people learn on the job they don't really learn in university so yeah I agree yeah, yeah. and it's never a waste like I said it, it's on you would have learned something and whether that is maybe your engineering skill sets you may never use in your work life but you learn something or the other like even when I talked about dropping out of JC and going to poly I used to think that that was a complete waste of my year, of my education. But my dad always told me it is ne- education is never a waste. And I think once I changed my perspective on that, I started to be a, li- a bit more like, ah, okay, I have one more year of education than you, you know? <laughs> like, I mean, you got to like change your perspective. So if you're doing five years of engineering and you go into another field, you can go tell your future colleagues, yeah, I did five years in engineering. Like, take it as something in your stride, not a thing that will hold you back. And also now, you know, online, there are so many platforms to learn new skills. Literally just type into Google. Well, what are the different skills? Um, skills share? Coursera, LinkedIn Learning, Coursera. LinkedIn Learning as yeah. well. Yeah, there's so many yeah. new stuff. And if, if you have the time, which I know a lot of people, a lot of us don't, but if you do, and if you're genuinely interested in possibly changing your field, start with that. Even before internships, have a look at all these courses. You know, I'm sure there are free courses as well. Go on YouTube, literally just search like base 101 in marketing. You will find everything like that you need to know. So there's never, uh, how do I say this? Like there's never no way out, you know, there's always a way. Like if you, if you put in the effort, but while obviously putting in this effort, there is also a culture of like over hustling, which I wanted to talk about because I feel like I come across as well. You, I think both of us come across as like, oh, hustlers, you know, we like put in everything. But at the same time, I think we both understand the importance of keeping a check of ourselves and not overdoing it. But at the same time, you know, when you're on social media, it's hard to not feel the pressure of hustling, especially during this COVID period where everyone's just like starting up new things. So like, what are your thoughts on the over-hustling culture? Mm. Um, it depends what hustle means for you. Um, I think it first starts with understanding what success is to you. Okay, because if you're hustling, because other people are hustling, then obviously that motivation comes from not the best place. Um, and many people have this hustle culture, hustle culture because success to them is achieving a certain goal, achieving a certain state, achieving a certain amount of money in your paycheck. 
and that to them is success. So when they see their friends around them, they are around their age, getting those checkboxes of success, they go like, okay, I need to hustle more, I need to hustle more. Um, and that itself may not be the best idea, you know, may not be the best perspective of success. So I think it's first to change your perspective of success. Instead of it being a goal to work towards, yes, we need to have goals, but that itself may not be success. For me, how I define success is who I am and who I'm becoming, right? That means growth every single day. Success is mean growing every single day slowly closer to my goal. So when you focus on your own personal growth uh, towards your own vision, you're not going to be in that self-comparison mode that hustle culture actually promotes a lot. So yeah. hustle is such a, like the word is so new. It's like, it feels like a very millennial word. Like what exactly is it hustle? It is, it definitely yeah. is. Yeah, Cause, it's like what you keep working until you die. Like the, that's not healthy at all. Because it depends what that word means, right? If, if it means like yes. you only work and don't care about everything else, then I'm not for hustle culture. But if it means yeah. like having good work ethic, then that's good. Right, so it's just yeah. a balance, like having good work ethic, but also having that space for yourself to self-reflect and grow and introspect and ask yourself, what is the next step to improve myself? Mm-hmm. And not just, I need to work, work, work and put in the hours and not care about any personal growth. Because if you do that, yeah. you're not going to grow. You're just going to be like a factory. You're just going to be like a machine producing work. But that's not what we are. Yeah. We're human beings with a brain. And we have a lot of potential in us to be more than just a machine, you know. So that that that's my thought. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Actually, yeah, I think that exactly what you put it as like we're so much more than just a machine, and I think we forget that. And with whole the whole social media, honestly, I'm just gonna say it. If you find someone that is that is making you feel bad, unfollow. <laughs> or or if you think that they're gonna be affected if you unfollow, which let me tell you, nobody cares. Mute. That's what I do. I just mute their stories and mute their posts. And let me tell you, you will live a toxic-free social media life. Social media doesn't have to be toxic if you make it not toxic, you know? So, I mean, if you're following all these people and you're feeling bad, then change that. And follow people that would inspire you. Like, for me, you're one of them, genuinely. Like, Ray, and, like, because of the drive that you have, it's something that I am very attracted, like, to talk to, to you about because I have that drive as well. And not... Many people like to talk about those kind of things. But it's not like I am like, oh my God, she's doing this, I have to do that. It's more like, okay, she's teaching me in a way like I can do this too. So it's like what you said in the very beginning of this episode is exactly who you surround yourself with. The five people that you surround yourself with is a reflection of what you will be. I don't know, that's something mm-hmm. in the quote, right? <laughs> but it's so it true. true. And, and then it's also just making sure that you're certain of your personal goals, your vision, your passion. Because if you're not sure of what you like, you're going to compare yourself with what other people like. You know what I mean? Like, if let's say I want to be a host and a speaker, and there's this guy who's a very, very successful banker with cars and everything, why would I want to compare my level of success with his level of success? It's a totally different context. Yeah, you can Mm -hmm. hustle in banking and get a lot of money, but that isn't success to me. My level of success is when I get to inspire on a global stage. That is my level of success, not the money and the cars Mm -hmm. and everything like that. So you got to be sure of what success means to you. Otherwise, you're going to compare with other people's version of success. Yeah, and if materialistic things are your version of success, go Go for it. it. Literally, and just because that's not yours, so you find happiness in other things. And if you find happiness in cars and bags, then do something that will get you that. Like you, then then don't complain that if it's you know the not what you want to do. But if it gets you the money, then you know, like it's like I think that's a great way to define it as what makes you, um, see yourself as successful. And don't and care about what people now, have to say. <laughs> yes. Yes, I think that is a very big thing that I'm still working on. I think since I've started this podcast and I'm still like working on it, it's gotten better. I think I've grown more of a thick skin now. But really, like, you have to just not care about what other people think. Because honestly, like with what you and I do, it's unconventional. It's not the norm. And every time, oh my god, you know when I used to go on dates, right? I was like, oh my god, uh, yeah. Then they're like, what do you do? I'm like, I'm a student, but like, you know, I'm I don't love a podcast. Like, I just go. Like, and they're like what I'm like oh yeah sometimes I make YouTube videos and I swear there's this look of judgment but 
you know what you do? You just take it in your stride and you'll be like, yes, I have a podcast. Yes, I do YouTube. And your problem is what? <laughs> you know? Like, I know. It's just something that it's still, people really do judge. And But I have to tell you, girl, that <clears throat> if you're very sure of what you like to do and you're very clear of what you do and you see the purpose of it, you're going to attract people that respect that and that support that. Yeah. Okay? 100%. percent yeah. doesn't have to be whatever, girls or guys, you're going to attract the right people. So, just yeah, do your and thing. I will let the other people go away. I don't need that in my life. Yeah. <laughs> but no, for I think I've gotten better at that, like not caring so much what people, what people think. But it's a work in progress and it's something that is so important. Mm. Well, I wanted to ask you, so now what you're doing, um, you being an empowerment coach, you are technically working for yourself. Yeah. Right? So when we come come back to like talking about practicality, I think that's great, by the way, that you're self-employed at such a young... 23, right? You're 23, 23 as well. yes. <clears throat> yeah, and that's amazing. That's my goal, probably, to be self-employed as well because I think working for yourself is the best. Like, you're your own boss. But at the same time, like, when it comes to us at our age, do you think that it is even practical to aim to be self-employed? Or should we just, you know stick to the traditional or not traditional but like stick to the normal route of getting a job in a big company and then maybe later on getting self-employed i think it's really just weighing um your options and what you have at that point of time um everyone is brought up in a different kind of environment uh, for me i have to say that i'm very blessed and grateful to be you know have parents that are supportive and and honestly not having to worry about financials that much like i have to say that mm. i'm very lucky I'm really very lucky. Yes. Um, but you know, for some people, they may have to find a job immediately when they graduate. But that doesn't mean that you don't as you you can't aspire to be self-employed. Yes, you can actually just build your your career for five years, get experience, and then start your own company. So it it is going back to seeing life not as oh I need to get this goal by this year, but seeing life as like a journey. There's this quote that I can't remember who said is that many people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in five to ten years. Mm, you want to be yeah. self-employed, you don't need to do it now. You can do it like <laughs> ten years from now, right? Have that vision, have that final picture and visualize where you want to be at and find the jobs, the opportunities that are slowly building yourself towards that. There's no right or wrong answer. There are people who have started yeah. their business at 18 or whatever you know they started doing sales at 18 look at a lot of those people in america many people are like starting at a very young age but there are people that also start their own thing at 40 they're 40 exactly there's no right or wrong you know and everybody's life comes here and there differently so trust yourself trust your gut self-introspect know that the universe is there to support you and not to be against you and make that decision don't be afraid of making yeah. wrong decisions because there's no such thing as a wrong decision. It's just decisions that are meant to direct you to something good or redirect you to something else. Or maybe, you know, you don't yeah. know what's going to happen after that. But everything else, the universe is giving you that challenge to grow you or to redirect you to something better. That's what I believe. Yeah, and every wrong decision on wrong in quotation marks decision is a learning experience, yeah. really. Like, you will become better, you grow to be better. If you make mistakes, if you know, never make mistakes, how are you going to possibly grow? I, it doesn't make any sense. One thing that you wanted to talk about as well that I found very interesting, especially with us all trying to hustle and find hustle, again in quotation marks, and find jobs and fresh graduates, you know, trying to find jobs, even now internships, is imposter syndrome. So would you like to explain to us what imposter syndrome is? Sure. So uh, imposter syndrome is something that I go through a lot. <laughs> I mean, especially, you know, mm-hmm. being a coach at a young age, uh, many at times you just doubt yourself, like, how can I be credible? Why would trust me? Even if it's just you going into a new job, you think like, why would they want to hire me? Right? I'm just a fresh grad. I don't know much. Um, yeah. Am I qualified to take on this global client you know especially i know friends who um they go into like a startup or they go into a role and it's actually like a regional role and they're like whoa like regional like am i you know am i good enough for that um my answer to that would be a brilliant quote by Brene brown that i put it as my computer screen wallpaper and remind myself all the time And I'm going to quote because this is a brilliant quote. 
It says that when we spend our time waiting until we are perfect before we enter the arena, we ultimately sacrifice relationships and opportunities that may not be recoverable. We squander our precious time. We turn back. We turn our back on our gifts, those unique contributions that only we can make. Okay. We processed it. So break it down. Break that was down. long. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So that basically means that you can spend all your time reading in theory how to be a good coach. I can. I can spend ten years getting as much qualifications as I want, getting as much. Um, books that I'm reading about coaching, etc. But if I don't go out there into the outside world to enter the arena, even as imperfect as I am, to actually try coaching people and maybe fail, how the heck am I going to be a coach? Hundred percent. You can't learn by theory. You you gotta go no. out there and make the mistakes and the failure in order for you to learn from those things and grow you to be who you are. And and that was something um that I also learned from a life coach that I interviewed. She only started coaching when she was you know late forties, and she said, "I wish, I wish that I started earlier." She spent years getting her qualifications in strengths, uh, uh Gallup Strengths Finder, you know her getting her coach certification, but she never told people that she was a coach. <laughs> mm-hmm. Never got clients. That's never crazy. did it. Until recently, yeah. she actually went ahead and do it. And she's like, "Damn, I should have done it earlier." So well, better late than never. Get the advice yeah. from that lovely life coach. That's forty eight with three three children now. Um, wow. But yeah, just start. Okay. Um, if you fail, yeah. so be it. You learn from it. Just go for it. Um, imposter syndrome There's is something this- you just gotta deal with. Yeah, and even I go through that. Like honestly, for internships and stuff, for the various internships that I've worked in, when uh, when the my boss gives me this big job, I'm like, what? Like, are you sure? <laughs> and like, I remember there was one specific one where um. So what I like to do is pitching. I love pitching to clients. I like selling things to clients. So, um, and I know that's my area of expertise. Like to try and get someone on board for an idea. So I think I had. Told my boss in the beginning of my job, like you know, I like that's something that I would love to do. Couple of weeks in, I guess she must have seen like my potential, and she was like, "Okay, come with me for the pitch." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Like just to get just to get to shadow your boss for a pitch is already good enough. Then right before the pitch, she's like, "Oh, you're presenting these slides." I'm like, "Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Are you? You didn't tell me that." <laughs> and I was like, "Shit. Are you sure?" Like I was so freaked out. I was like, no, no, no. Are you sure? This is a huge thing. It's a it's whether or not we get business for our, our company. I'm just like, yeah. I mean, if she... I, then it's that whole, like, shit, am I good enough for this? Like, why isn't she asking the full-timer? Listen, internship... Okay, whether you're an intern, whether you're a full-timer, whether you're a part-timer, it all goes to shit. Like, it doesn't matter what title <laughs> you are. Like, they said, it, it's the skills that you bring. You can... You may be an intern, and you may be twice as skilled as the full-timer. Or you may be 23, like a 23-year-old coach, and you may be twice as knowledgeable as a 50-year-old coach. Because of just our own life experiences and our effort. And I think if... I always like to say fake it till we make it. But I'm not in that sense of like confidence. So like in an interview, if you're going to go in nervous and like, oh, I'm not sure whether like I deserve this. No, you have to... You got to change that mindset. Fake it and be like... I mean, obviously, I hope one day you really do believe it. But <laughs> to start, just fake it. Like, yeah, I, I... Instead of like, oh my God, I'm a fresh cat. You can say, I spent four years studying communications. That's experience. So... Mm. I don't know. I feel like it's just how you it's, it's perceive things and how you look at things. Because yeah. um, more than knowledge, more than experience, nowadays people are looking at your unique brand and how relatable yes. you are. Right? And that's something yeah. that <clears throat> nicely flows into advice to give fresh grads because that's something that we wanted to chat about and I think very practical yeah. advice. Um, firstly, you've got to be sure of what you want in the first place. Uh, if you're getting the job for the money, the company can sense it. Okay, so you want to know what you really want in a job. And um, the second thing would be practical advice. Know your privileges. Um, nowadays, because of COVID, many companies actually do want to hire fresh grads because they do get grants from the government. So you got to make sure that you know your privileges and you know communicate that with the company, especially for startups. They may not know that they can do that. Communicate that, yeah. communicate that with them. And the yeah. third thing would be know how to brand yourself. Okay, so know how to identify what your strengths are and experiences that you already have and you can use it to brand yourself with. And that does not have to be internship experience. It can be life experience. 
life is a freaking mm-hmm. is harder than work okay like the experiences mm-hmm. they go through even your covid experience girl like yeah dude, i was just gonna think, say that those experiences <laughs> make you like resilience man i mean people are going to remember that story uh, and people yeah. are going to remember you for the the character that you have built from those life experiences and you know yeah. i'll be launching my free webinar in the next two weeks which is how to create a powerful brand with no working experience uh yeah oh my God, nice. and yeah i'll be covering three strategies to create your powerful brand today especially for people who are between the ages of maybe 18 to 25 you know they just got out of um, poly or, or uni etc uh, so you can look up for that it's free and it's only 45 minutes um, but it's just me really wanting to share with all the young people out there that yeah you may not have working experience but you are the only unique version of yourself and you can mm-hmm. use that to brand yourself in fact there are many companies out there that are looking for young people because they don't know how to communicate with younger audiences which are gonna be the ones yeah. that make the money and become your customers and that's what you can bring to the table. Yeah, exactly. Use like, that as your strength. So it's, yeah. If there's, okay, to wrap up this episode, if there's one thing you want the listeners to take away, what would that be? Oh my goodness. Um, Out of everything we talked about. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be the most cliche thing ever, but it's a really good wrap up is uh, be yourself and know yourself because that encapsulates everything. Um, the fear, yeah. the doubt, everything that you have, the decisions you have to make, you are the only person that can make that decision. Everyone of you around you can give you their perspective, but ultimately you have the answer that you want. So you gotta know yourself mm-hmm. well and be confident, make your own decisions. Just really know yourself, self-introspect and know yourself well. And be yourself. Be yourself. Don't be like someone else. <laughs> so that's what I would tell people. There's only one of you. So might as well be it. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ray, for coming on the podcast. I was, I've been waiting to interview you. Aww. And I'm so glad that I finally managed to do it because you really like, despite being 23, I think your words of advice are just amazing. I'm sure whoever's listened to this episode has gained so much from it. So thank you so much. Where can people find you? Where can people listen to your podcast, attend your webinars? Go and hype yourself well, up, girl. Well, everything, you can just go onto my Instagram. Everything is going to be linked from there. Um, of course, my podcast is called Thrive with Ray on Spotify. Uh, but head on to my Instagram at RayMatrix to find out when my next webinar will be. Or if you ever just need someone to talk to, um, you know, I'm very open to that because people have supported me before when I was a young clueless girl. Uh, and I want to just share that and pass that on. Uh, and just being a listening ear and you know share my experiences to anybody that needs it yeah thank you so much Ria. I'm so excited to listen to your next week's episode with um, the life coach yes. so and what was it was it life coach or yes life coach from Philippines alright yes. cool thank you so much once again and I will and you can follow the podcast on Instagram at the spill sesh with sage or my main account at sage like sex slide into DMs let me know what you want to hear on the podcast and I will tune in with you again next Monday. Bye!